everyone and welcome back to another episode of CQP Moments. As always, I am your host, the Coupon Queen Pen. Guys, today I have an amazing guest from an amazing restaurant. Oh yeah, I'm talking about none other than Mr. Ren Alsadi from the Pita Chip Bar and Grill. So guys, before we get into everything, Let's take a moment out for our sponsors, and I'll be right back. So, guys, like I was saying, I actually have Rend Alsadi of the Pita Chip Grill. And, guys, you know I love bringing you restaurants. You also know I love to eat, okay? So... And, you know, I love Mediterranean food. So this is like really, really all up my alley. So, Rend, would you please introduce yourself to my listeners? Well, Queen, thank you for having us on. Um, my name is Rend Alsadi. I'm uh, one of the, the partners at Pita Chip Mediterranean Grill, which is located in Philadelphia. So for any of your listeners who are going to be in the Philly area, definitely check us out. Um, our restaurant concept is pretty simple. It's a casual, we serve falafel, um, we serve shawarma, we serve a lot of Middle Eastern flavors. And my dad, who who started the business, is uh, originally from Syria and immigrated here way back in the 80s to to go to school at the University of Texas, Austin. And over the years and several, several businesses later, he said it was in a, a restaurant so for the last oh six years or so uh, I've been helping him build this up and uh, we've gone from our first location to our second and we're hoping to expand so it's so in a nutshell what um, what we're about at Pita Chip. Wow okay so okay how long has your dad been in business though? So my dad has been in business um, I, I mean, I guess his whole life. So he came here uh, in the 80s to, to study engineering. And I got to understand at that time, coming from Syria to, to, to Austin, where people took their horses to school was quite a culture shock for him. And I remember he tells me stories about not really uh, knowing English, but learning English through cartoons and Aerosmith, <laughs> the rock band. Okay. Um, <laughs> pretty crazy. And so he, he got a job as, a, as an engineer and moved back to the East Coast around New Jersey and um, in, in the U.S. Becoming a, a business owner was a little more easy and specifically a franchisee. Um, so at that time, 7-Eleven, the convenience store, um, that franchise was really, really coming about and really becoming popular because it was one of the first convenience stores that was 24 seven. Right. They sold cigarettes, they sold tickets. I mean, now it's like, we don't really bat an eye, but back then it was kind of crazy that you could get a cup of coffee somewhere and like all your other things. Right. Right. That is so, true. I think when, whenever you're an immigrant to this country, the, the path of least resistance tends to be, well, I don't have a degree transfer just open up my own thing. Uh, and so that's what he did. And that's what a lot of the, the um, 
the the Syrians and Arabs in my community did. They they franchised their own 7-Elevens and gas stations, and that paid the bills for a long time. But um, as things changed, as different convenience stores opened, uh, that business started to to fade away. And um, right. my dad was just at the point where, hey, why not just take a risk and, and <laughs> open a restaurant? I've sort of waited my whole life uh, to do this. And um, at that time, it was... Uh, it seemed to be the right moment to do that because um, all the kids were out of the house and it, it was just a dream project that you could sort of take on. Oh, so he actually got to do his, his dream family. empty nester project. Yeah, I think <laughs> sounds like that's one time to start a business. Wow. Wow. So he just decided, you know what, I'm going to go with what I know. That's really cool. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So, okay. You say you got involved like six years ago. Was this after you graduated? Was this, or you just decided, you know what, I've done so much. I'm kind of come home and helped out. Well, it was a little bit of the second one. I, I actually, I went to a, a school called Temple University in, in Philadelphia. So I had gotten right. my degree and I was ready to kind of start the next thing. And it was around the time that he wanted to open the rest gotten a job that put me in DC and it was a you know a nine to five desk job I was um, a computer programmer I was building websites all, all sorts of stuff like that and I think it took me a few years of doing that to realize that I enjoyed working for myself more I enjoyed working for my family more and building a business that I owned and that I saw the progress um, in, in front of me as opposed to kind of being told what to do on a, on a day-to-day basis. So over the years, I sort of found myself after work, helping build the restaurant's website, helping hook up Uber Eats or, or whatever, or our app, you know, these digital aspects of the business I found myself doing after work. And um, it just sort of naturally started to happen where I started spending less time at work or asking my managers if I could work part-time and doing all kinds of crazy deals to the point where I sort of just switched completely and started um, helping with their on a more full-time basis. Wow, that's super cool. And I will have to say, it was, when I reached out to you, it was, you, you guys have a pretty good integration from because you guys, I found them on Instagram. So you guys have a pretty good integration from Instagram straight to your website and then being able to be contacted. So yeah. it's very streamlined. So I love that. It wasn't yeah, like jumping through that. hoops. <laughs> yeah, you know, it takes time. Uh, and one of the things that I learned working at least with software and, and building applications and pretending to be, you know, the person who actually uses it um, you start to pick these little instances that other people would go through and you try to fix them. And so one of, one of my jobs at the restaurant is trying to figure out what is the best way to get people to see our stuff, to be able to order more easily, to read the reviews that we have, and, and all that stuff takes time to integrate. And so I'm glad you put uh, up on that and around between the platforms because that's certainly a that can be an issue. And if you don't do it right, it just looks bad. If you don't have your links going to the right places and it, it can kind of turn people off. Right. right. 
Right. And and it's it's pretty cool because actually when I called, it was like, you have to talk to Rend. He's our he's our he's our IT guy. It was like oh, okay, but I just yeah. to do an interview, but it was really cool. I was like, okay. So yeah, you're, when you, you're um, very well trusted. <laughs> yeah, when you're in these family businesses, you have to wear like a thousand hats. You're the IT guy, you're the guy who the employees call if someone doesn't show up. You're the guy who um, has to figure out if the app is not letting payments go through and where am I going to take pictures of the next dish that we're going to do. So, you, And maybe that's, I think, a general, you know, if you're an entrepreneur in general, you have to be a Right, right. Okay, that. so let's talk about that because this is a really family-run business. Yeah. So, okay, what made your dad say, you know what, I'm keeping this in the family. I'm not expanding. I mean, I know you guys have other employees, but I mean, why not expand to being something larger and just keeping it in a family? I think we, we have that debate and there's, there's folks on the side of let's franchise this. There's people on the side of let's keep it small. And I think that's something that we have to decide, you know, in, in the coming years. For me, um, keeping it smaller, keeping it family run, I think keeps the customer service a lot more focused. And that's right, right. Really the number one thing that we always focus on. You know, we, we do screw up sometimes. Um, but if you email us, like, I'm going to be during, okay, here's your refund. Here's a coupon for next time. And right, um, right. If you want to cater we catered a wedding the other day a quarantine wedding a very small you know individually packaged meal type wedding and they were calling my dad back and forth and so when you're a small business like that or when you keep it in the family i feel like you get a more personal yeah um, i do and so I, I like that aspect i mean there there's pros and cons in every every restaurant every business wants to scale to many locations and we want to continue right. to build locations, but I want to continue to maintain that personal feel. That we have. Yeah, and then the quality too. You know, yeah, yeah. Like when restaurants get really big, the food just tends to suffer a little bit. Yeah, it has to change a little bit to be able to be mass produced. Exactly. And so it's it's definitely a fork in the road, and it, a lot of it has to do with you know when I decide to fully take this over, because I'm also actually, although, <laughs> you know, when you, when you, uh, when you're an entrepreneur, you just can't really stop. Um, right. Of course, of course. But a decision would have to be made. And I'm just on the side of if, if being small means continuing to, to have a personal connection and with the customers that we serve and the employees as well, um, because we do hire a lot of folks who are immigrants, who are refugees, who are coming to this country mm -hmm. to, to really, uh, you know, get a shot at, you know, what, what my parents came here to do. Right, right, right. It means a lot more when you can have a, a personal connection with them. And if that means not being a hundred stores or whatever, then I think that's a, that's a, that's a good thing to do. Wow. So, Okay. You guys, wow, this is like such an awesome, awesome thing that you guys have going. It, I, I love it because I think everybody looks for that personal feel. 
Yeah. Even though, even though everybody will go, you know, I'm going to Target or I'm going to McDonald's. Like people are still looking for a place where someone says, Hey, you know what? Hey, Queen Pin, how are you feeling today? You know, or how are the kids? How's work? Yeah. You know, you're, you're looking for that where, you know, you'll, they'll see you behind the counter and they're like, Oh, Hey, Rund, what's up? How's the weather? Everything good? You know, it, it, it makes it different. Or even just the fact of the way they like that you like your order, you know, Oh, well, you know what? I, I put the extra pita on the side for you. You, you know, it, it, it does make a difference. Yeah, it does. It's if rather comes than, in and- yeah. Rather than like kind of yelling at someone like, Oh my gosh, how many times do I have to tell you? <laughs> like, you know, and sometimes right. it's really, it's, and guys understand a lot of times it's a breakdown between the kitchen and, and the front end or the cashier when you're going to someplace like McDonald's because the cashier's not opening up your cheeseburger to find out, you know, if they put onions or pickles or didn't or whatever, it's, they're packing whatever is in the bag. Yeah, the, so they don't care as much. And so. Right, right, right. But in a family owned restaurant, you know, it's like, oh, yeah, here, did, did you like it this way? Is it, you know, and, and I, I think I love that. That, that, I, I love places like that. So, oh my gosh. So, okay. Now, I'm very sure, even though it's a still a simple menu, are you guys still making the same exact menu or has the menu expanded? The menu has expanded a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. We're trying to create sort of a lab, if you will, of, of new sauces, of new um, desserts, um, right. new proteins and figuring out, okay, how do we, if we're going to add something, how do we add it and scale it so that everybody can have the same quality? Right. Um, so we are definitely trying to, to expand the menu, but honestly, we try to keep it, you know, if, if customer service is one of the pillars that we really focus on, consistency is the other one. So right. very hesitant to add something before we feel like, okay, if we add this tomorrow, can we make, you know, tons of it to make sure that we don't run out of it. So, right, right. Um, but we are expanding desserts. We went out and we have a couple of new sauces in the works. Um, nice. But really, you know, I'm sure you know these last few months since March, really the, right. the game stay afloat. <laughs> Less than, mm. you know, add new menu, menu items. It's been how can we out to people? So, yeah so okay you guys are doing takeout now right yeah that is so awesome now guys they have not one but two restaurants one i know is near temple and where is the other restaurant the other one is in university city near university of pennsylvania and drexel university so the, the two major university towns in philly ah so guys if you're in the temple area or if you're near university of pennsylvania or even if you just work near the area and i'll be very honest new yorkers you know how we get we want something real we go to the source and 
I'll, I'll be very honest, Rend. I have friends that if they want a Philly cheesesteak, will drive to Philly. So. <laughs> yeah, I mean. I... <laughs> so New Yorkers, if you're in the moment and you feel like I just want to try this place or guys, my Jersey people, if you're right there, like, come on. I'm, I'm telling you. You, you guys know I don't put anyone on without checking them out first. Honestly, without checking them out first. So, yes. And let me tell you something. The Queen Pin loves falafel. Loves falafel to the point where I couldn't get any really good falafel, I'll be very honest, here in New York City. And really? I need to start making my own. <laughs> yeah, Wow. Yeah, that's, that's the one thing we're really, really proud of. We make it like they, they make it in Syria. So, so I love falafel. So yes, when, when, I, when I come down there, I have to try the falafel. I, I probably may order some to take home. <laughs> oh my gosh. So, wow. And, and the good thing is that I think with Mediterranean food is it's food for everyone. You know, you have vegetarian, you exactly. have vegan, you have, you know, it's not just your carnivores. It's not just, you know, you don't have to just worry about, oh my gosh, it's vegetarian, but it's not vegan. You can have it kind of how you want it. Exactly. Yeah. I think it's been interesting to, to see how foods like hummus and falafel and, you know, tomato salad have become more popular over the last few years you know oh, when I was yeah. a kid, hummus was like what is this stuff and now everybody's uh, eating it <laughs> uh, carrots in it and people are starting to understand what falafel is um it, it's been really cool to see that transformation at yeah. least for me someone who grew up in america uh as I guess, first generation, if that's what that's considered, you know, I was right, right. So, you know, I always had that, like, my friends come over, what are they eating kind of thing. And, you know, now the, the tables have turned a little where people are more interested in the foods that I grew up eating. Right, right. So it's like, you know, people are like, so is your dad going to make this? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I know. I know. It, it, it it's 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 really interesting isn't it because i like you said now that i think back when i was little people didn't have hummus we didn't have full, like i mean and don't get me wrong being in new york city we had we had many many different foods you could go anywhere and find any anything but it was these little pockets of restaurants so unless you were well-versed in those restaurants or you knew someone that was well-traveled, these weren't things that you were eating. Exactly. So, yeah. And then all of a sudden I remember it was like hummus came onto the market and it was like, boom, and everybody was eating it. And now you can't find a place that doesn't have it. Yeah. I mean, now you have different kinds of hummus, right? Uh, bean hummus, avocado hummus. It's now it's taken a, a you know, it's turned into something else, but yeah, yeah Mediterranean food and, and Middle Eastern food in general have become very, very popular in the last. Okay. I do have to ask because I have not tried this. And even though I love chocolate, is chocolate hummus really a thing? I mean, I don't see why you can't make it. <laughs> you know, I'm thinking. I, you know, I'm hummus just kind of skeptical. 
<laughs> like, I can't say I've ever had chocolate hummus, but I bet you if I Googled, if we Googled it right now, someone will make it. I'm sure. I'm sure. I mean, I know there are companies out there that do it. Um, and I've seen even here in New York, and I'm pretty sure it's just like some sort of a vegan thing where there is a hummus milkshake. But <laughs> um, I, I just wanted to, I wanted to ask, I wanted to ask if it was authentic because it's like, you know, I, I, I've never, not never authentic, tried it. But, uh, you know, people are, I'm just glad people are, you know, hearing about the cuisine and, and playing around with it. And I can't be too upset. That is awesome. That is awesome. So is there a signature dish that you guys really, really do have that everybody has to, has to try? At the restaurant, I'd say is um, a pita sandwich. So the pita bread that we have is not like the pita pocket. It's just more like a flatbread. Um, okay. Waffle, some tahini sauce, which is super, super awesome with the, uh, with the falafel. Um, some pickles, some onion. Oh my gosh, you're making me hungry. <laughs> yeah, and then if you like hot sauce, I don't know if you're a hot sauce person, oh, but we yes. have super, super good hot sauce that you can drizzle on top of it, and that is like the best sandwich ever. And what's great is we make that falafel fresh too, so when it's lunch service or even if you come in and the, the falafel's been throw it out and we'll make fresh ones. So when you eat nice. fresh falafel fryer, it's, it's really, that's nuts. <laughs> that's nice. really the best sandwich, I think um that we have obviously the the, the chicken shawarma is, is great too and our gar garlic sauce goes well with it but the falafel is really what we want people to come in and try because gone to chipotle and and all these places and had like chicken um but falafel is something that we're really proud of that we think is that it stands out right now right right so guys definitely try oh my gosh you're making me like, I'm sitting here like, oh my gosh. <laughs> Early morning. Yes, yes. It's like, yay. He's speaking my language. He just doesn't know it's food. Um, <laughs> um, so, guys, you have to try these things. Like, definitely, if you're, if you're in the area, of course, if you are, you know, close or just want to take the ride if you're tired of being in the out guys make sure you bring a mask and order some food order something for the trip home you know it's awesome yes. it's really really awesome so tell everyone where they the addresses of both restaurants so you can find our first look University, which is 1600 North Broad Street, um, and our second location, which is at, at University City, and that's at 3601 Market Street. And of course, you can just pop it into Google Maps, and both of our locations should come up. And tell them where they can find you on Instagram and all your social media. So you can. Uh, our Instagram handle is Pita Chip Philly. Um, that's the same with our Facebook page. And then you can uh, visit our website at pitachipphilly.com. And that's also where you can order online. Super easy to order online. 
So those are those are the easiest ways to reach us on on digital platforms. Wow, Rend, thank you so much. Thank you for sharing your amazing business. Trust me, as soon as I get a chance and get a ride, I am over there. I am Welcome so over again. there. I, I, I'm I'm definitely ordering to eat and then to to take home. So don't worry. If 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 I tell you, hey, you know, Queen Pin's here, you know, I need like two or three of those. Don't don't think that I'm just being greedy. It's <laughs> just to put away for later. <laughs> no problem. Happy to help you out. Oh my gosh. So guys, definitely check out their Instagram page. You will thank me. You will thank you. You will thank Ren. You will thank everybody at Pita Chip Philly. You will love it. Because when you say food porn, yes, definitely, definitely, definitely. Um, <laughs> but thank you, Rund. It's been amazing having oh, you. And thank you so much for, for having us on. Got a great show here. And we really appreciate you putting on all these different folks on your podcast. It's, um, it's a really great showcase of all the great, great talent that's, that's out there in terms of um, business owners, restaurants, and all the other professionals that you've interviewed. Really cool. Thank you. Thank you so much. So guys, I hope that you enjoyed this interview and guys definitely check out the pita chip in PA. Remember they have two locations. If you need any information, of course it will be in the show notes and don't forget to tell them that queen pin sent you. But as always guys, be good to yourselves, be good to each other, and happy shopping. What's up, everybody? This is your boy, Ken, a.k.a. Mr. Gentleman of Mr. Gentleman Like the Podcast. And you are now listening to CQP Moments with the Coupon Queenpin.